Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 216th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We're powered by 8bit.net and sponsored by those sexy legends over at Manscaped, but more on those guys and gals later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, my podcast, Ride I Die, the Elizabeth Megafig to my Triffany Lotterblog. You can find her on the socials at Miss Allie Hart. What is going on today, Miss Eliha? The penny finally dropped on that one. I'm like, I had no idea what was going on. And then it, 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 it hit. I finally figured it out. Yeah, I didn't know where I was going to go with the, uh, the the character comparisons. And I was coming up very empty. And then I was just scrolling the doc. And I saw that I listed my uh, Bug Snacks character. And after doing uh, the, the quiz over at BuzzFeed, you hadn't put yours in yet. So I quickly... Oh, hadn't I? I felt like it wasn't smart to double dip. Oh, oh, are we the same? We're the same. Well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> Triffany Lotterblog, uh, and, and our little little sort of bios, I guess, if we are both Triffany, uh, we'd rather explore an abandoned mall than live in one. You'd never, uh, you'd never let a cracked femur sour your mood. You might have literal skeletons in your closet. So, yeah. that says a lot about both of us, I guess. <laughs> Like it sounds a lot like you. Like when I saw that you got it, I was like, "Oh, that explains him." Like the whole dinosaur thing, kind of thing. But the, I'd rather be in an abandoned mall, like than you know, it's more me. Yeah, it's um, bug snacks. It is. It is gaining countless amounts of of hype and momentum out there. Obviously, day one release on the PlayStation Five, and this little Buzzfeed Buzzfeed quiz was is a good way to see, I guess, where we. Uh, where we fall into into the bug snacks hierarchy, uh, can't tell you if, if Triffany is a great character or a, or a mean character or not. I know next to nothing of bug snacks lore, but yeah, you and I just kicking around in an abandoned mall. Worst things to be doing. I imagine the fun. Like I remember watching movies as a kid and seeing people get locked in malls overnight and just the all dream. the fun and the anarchy you can get up to. Like that the is dream. heaven to me still. You're like, I'll go, like, because you, you, as a kid, especially, you don't actually really understand how malls work. So you think that the lights will be on, the electricity will be on. And then you're like, I'll go to this toy store and I'll play with all the toys. And then when I get hungry, I'm going to eat McDonald's, not understanding that the food has to be cooked. <laughs> yeah. Just <instead of> eating <laughs> a couple of buns you know, or a mouthful of soft Frozen, of frozen <laughs> McNuggets. Just. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny that, like, talking about, like, abandoned malls because, like, I was going through my Reddit before, like, jumping on here and then um, I was saying that one of my – it must be really disturbing, but one of my top Reddits, like, subreddits that I go to is called Abandoned Porn. Oh, wow. But what it is is, like, abandoned buildings and, like, people who go to abandoned buildings, they take photos and stuff like that. I fucking love it. It's such a great subreddit. It's spooky as hell. But I love it so much. It's so cool. I've but- I've got a bit of a thing uh, for doing that in real life. I haven't done it for a while, but in the teenage and early adult years, we'd we'd constantly go hunt down abandoned buildings around <sighs> Sydney and Cooma and Canberra, and they're wanted- so eerie. I they're always very stuff. creepy. So Man. bad, but like, but I think the closest was like in the middle of the country somewhere and finding like an old like shed kind of thing, and you know, finding like rusted tools, guaranteed you would find at least one nudie mag. What is it with the country and finding like abandoned like nudie bags in the from, middle of I'm nowhere? from the country and can confirm. We, we we used to like our penthouses and hustlers, you know, and I guess there's only so much use you can get out of a magazine until you need something new to look at. So uh, you just just leave them by the wayside. Like it was, yeah, you'd see nudie bush. mags in them. You'd mm. see like a pentagram, maybe an upside down cross because there'd be some wannabe goth or like cultist people kicking around. Naturally. They were the three staples. Oh, and, and like a bong made out of a Gatorade bottle or something. <laughs> oh, they I were found the four. that stuff at my school. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not exclusive to the country. 
But uh, going going full circle, when you did say abandoned porn, I thought it was going to be a subreddit of people that just like just had big porn stashes of, and yeah. left them. You know, look like what I found in my of attic. Magazines or VHS tapes, like that's what I thought it was going to be. No, I just kind of worry if anyone can see, like you know, like what your top subreddits that you visit, and then it just saying like abandoned porn without like actually having a reference. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll be surprised. There would be some eyebrows raised uh, from from my work IT if that was in my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my so browser yeah. history. That's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, but um, outside of that, we've been playing some games this week. We've mm. we we played the same game, but not together. No. We we both got in on the the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War uh, beta on the PC. Holy guacamole was this a nightmare for me to one to install two to then get into the game like so once the game was installed and you know how you usually click through the the T's and C's and mm-hmm. you know the they'll change the brightness and whatever to suit your monitor that kept like jumping through so I couldn't get to the game lobby and it took me about an hour and a half I had to reinstall the game and then I found out I had to sync all my Activision accounts prior to getting mm-hmm. the game uh, loaded up. So once that happened, in straight away, no problem. But then the other problem was we couldn't find each other slash send invites. Like we were friends on, on Battle.net, we were friends on Activision, but we were both sort of appearing for each other as offline. Yeah. So you couldn't send invitations. So I was playing solo. Did you end up having success in playing with anybody or did you roll Not, solo as well? I just kept on rolling solo. Like, um, so what was happening is you were on a PC, I was on an Xbox, and um also my partner was on PC as well. Um, we were just constantly trying to test this and just send invites between each other. And the weird thing is, even though we were appearing as offline to each other, if I like I knew that you were playing because I saw that you were offline, but I saw your little badge going up in levels. Yeah. So I'm like, well, like it it knows that he's playing and he's active and it's updating like his like status, like his levels, but it's just saying that you're not accessible. And like, oh holy moly, <laughs> like I was like searching i was like jumping into people's streams and being like hey are you guys having issues with this and i even had like people saying no we're not we're not having issues yeah so i'm like why i don't know what happened because i even went and installed it on the xbox to see if if maybe i could i could sync up with you then and uh it was probably then a mixture of different time zones so you were offline and i was online and vice versa but yeah it shouldn't be this damn hard it shouldn't be this damn hard like it, it was a known issue. Like Activision actually acknowledged that they knew that there was an issue. But like, yeah, like it's kind of disappointing because, you know, you get to that stage where we're all like, yeah, let's team up. Let's make, set a time. Let's get, you know, let's get this sorted. And then just to be like absolutely dampened because you want it to work and you want to make mm. sure that you're not wasting your time. So you troubleshoot, you you both try different things and so next thing you know it's been like an hour and a half and you haven't even played the game yet because you're troubleshooting so but i did get to play i played solo okay let's uh let's talk the game then what what are you thinking about it did you enjoy your time is it sort of scratching the itch to maybe make you want to buy a copy of this game it's kind of hard because i was playing on xbox and i don't i don't remember the last time i played a first person shooter on my xbox um it was a learning curve, like learning curve, because like it's been a while since I've used a controller. I think for a first-person shooter, especially one that like I could tell that there was a really good like solid fluid movement in this COD. Like I I could tell that it was there, but right between me like trying to transfer from mouse to keyboard to a controller, like my brain wasn't you know, <laughs> figuring that out yet but couldn't map the buttons to what you're used to doing on a keyboard and mouse exactly and because like i've actually been doing a lot of console to pc like switching like lately like i'm just not coping <laughs> with remembering buttons i wish we i wish we all had a universal button system i swear to god between the switch the playstation and the xbox but anyway um i, I like and to be honest like i didn't do any tutorials I kind of just 
pressed enter through everything. I just, at the, by the time we, <laughs> I decided to play, I just wanted to play. So like, I didn't really know what my grenades were. I didn't know what moves I had. I just wanted to go in and start shooting. Um, with that, you know, with that understanding, my gameplay, it was fun for, you know, knowing that I didn't know what the buttons were. I, you know, I was on a controller. I actually did enjoy it. Like it, Mm. felt good like it felt very smooth it felt very fluid i could tell that i was in matches with people who knew what the fuck they were doing (laughs) (laughs) so but for the most part like a person like me not taking it seriously it was fun it was um i really like the maps the detail in some of these maps are gorgeous phenomenal the miami one so good like, yeah, the Miami one, like on, like in amongst the little hotels and the the little lodges and stuff, it's so awesome. Mm, it's really, really pretty. Um, I didn't get to be like get to test out this level, but my partner did. It was like a like a desert stage. And I like- can't remember the name, but that's probably my favorite that I was playing. I was absolutely smoking fools on that level, no it matter looked, what mode we played. It, it just very worked Star for Wars. me. Yeah, you were like in bloody. Tatooine or something running yeah. around running yeah. around the sand dunes yeah so um i was actually also impressed that you were able to select a lot of characters in this beta i thought they were kind of gonna lock it up as well but they didn't um i also do appreciate the um that they were rewarding people who got to level 10 in playing the beta which i thought was going to be a hassle but it didn't Super seem quick. That, yeah <laughs> difficult to get to so um it was definitely a discussion that we had where like, I don't think that gamers are owned, like, sorry, owed anything, but just like some kind of like acknowledgement of being part of a beta and being like, hey, thanks for, for participating. It's not much, but this is, uh, hey, you were a part of a beta. Like, so a gun skin. It's, it's a good little gesture. It, like, like yeah, it is. It doesn't change the gameplay at all. It doesn't give you an advantage, but just to, as you said, get that little acknowledgement, you know, that little little slither of respect from the developer be like yo we know this game's probably not where it is in its final stages but we respect you taking the time out yeah here's a here's an emblem or here's a shader or whatever like mm. it's it's awesome to do they were like this is, i don't think there's any way around this where i'm not going to sound like a little bit arrogant but it's like a beta is what a beta is where you know you're a group of people signing up saying i understand that this isn't the you know finished game and we are stress testing this for you so you know mm-hmm. what it's you know so in a sense, it's like we're all working together to make <laughs> make sure a good game comes out. So the gesture of like a skin or just some kind of like emblem, maybe just to say, hey, we were a part of something. I don't know. It's cool. I think it's pretty cool. So shout to COD. I hope a lot of developers start kind of doing that sort of stuff because I feel like they did once upon a time. I feel yeah, like-, like a few games I remember playing gave us like a like a founder's emblem, like Apex yeah. had some ones that you got. I think Destiny. Destiny, I feel like had one things too. Things did, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but it just maybe I don't know. I don't know why developers kind of pushed it out a bit, but yeah, mm. I, I it'd be nice to see in the future. Yeah, I um, I'm with you there 100. percent But I um, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I like this game. Like, yeah. I've typically enjoyed the Black Ops offshoot of COD less than the several million other offshoots. Like Black Ops always didn't feel the way I wanted my COD to feel, but Cold War was mm, right from the jump. Like I was like I was cracking skulls. Like I was playing on PC with a controller, boohoo me, but I was I was slapping every game. Like I think Bar two games, my KD was not under like 2.0. Like it was every time I was I was coming out with 20, 30 kills and, you know, five to 12 deaths. Like I was just on a run. Like I was playing with the SMGs. And, and as you said, like the characters are awesome. I was rolling as the uh, the redheaded Russian female. Uh, she was she was my main was main lady that I was playing as. ski mask guy. <laughs> oh, you a ski mask guy? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't like because I haven't really like I haven't played Warzone yet or anything like that, so I don't know if this is something they implemented in that. But just the 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 rolling start animation with when the the, the match commences, where on the Miami one where you're squirting in on a little like a little little jet boat and you're jumping in and you're just running it like those little little things where you're coming in and dropping in from the chopper or climbing down a cliff face. 
I, I was all about that. Just in little nods. In the last little battle royale, it kind of, like in a battle royale, they usually all kind of start the same anyway. Where yeah, because you're, you're dropping in out of a plane. Dropping or a out chopper, of a right? plane. So they did have that kind of sequence there for you, but I mean everyone was kind of used to it but i agree like when it comes to these like pvp matches like just you know strict teams and everything like it, it was a cool sequence to see yeah so i love them little variations where yeah you're coming in from through a van or a truck or yeah out of the sky like i thought that was awesome uh i like the character models i like the customization i think um i finished at level 36 i think in the beta I was I was playing pretty hard out for a while there and um, got all the perks and then the wild cards where you can obviously have certain certain buffs or focuses on other things where you can have uh, double the amount of perks or be more resistant to to um, you know explosive damage and what have you. Um, all the guns felt really good, but uh, I settled on the run and gun style with the SMGs with the MP5 or the um, I can't remember what the name was called. It was like a Fabari or something. It was like a little um, Uzi looking thing that was in the oh. in the one of the preloaded classes, but then you unlocked it at maybe level 15 or something. Um, so I was rocking them and uh, really like it. Killstreaks were awesome. Um, I love some of the options like the, the napalm and you know, the old faithful, like cruising around a little RC car with, <laughs> with the C4 on top and stuff like that. Like, I kind of forgot about the chaos that ensues with that, like in a like you know a small PvP match. Like I kind of forgot. Like you, um, you saying that like the Black Ops, you know, offshoots and haven't been your fondest. But I think the last time I seriously enjoyed a COD was probably a Black Ops. Um, I just remember it having like the right amount of like. I don't know chaos and you know everything that was involved. But yeah, just having like having to do a pvp and then worrying about a helicopter in the sky just like shooting everyone down i'm like i kind of miss that stupid chaos kind of like element to it but i don't know like this is gonna sound weird i guess where i say like the map felt too big but then also too small there was like mm -hmm. a lot of moments where i felt like i was by myself and not running into people whereas other times i just felt like i like same map i'd feel like i'm always running into people like i'd wake up turn a corner and i just get shot like instantly so i kind of had weird moments like that maybe it was like a spawning issue where um I, like i don't know but like there was definitely some weird feelings where the map didn't feel like it was scaling right or that it wasn't like spawning people incorrectly but yeah i copped a bit of that too i think it was spawns like there was a few times where I'd get popped, like I got popped a lot from snipers. Like there was some legit <laughs> elite, like real life Navy SEAL snipers or something I was going up against in a few of these things. And was that on the farm, the countryside kind of map? I felt like I yeah, got sniped that, a lot. Even the Miami one, like, oh, okay. because there's so much, so many high window vantage points in there. And because I'd be constantly just running around on foot, um, trying to go from place to place, I'd get popped getting out into the streets and stuff. Miami, I felt like everyone was sliding on their ass and doing like, gunshots. Oh on yeah, their <laughs> so, so many, so many slidey shotgun combinations oh, rolling yeah. around. Oh, that was that was infuriating. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the gunplay. The connections were great. I didn't notice any lag. No dropouts. Had no DCs no. during the beta. No. Uh, graphically looked fantastic. And and I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I'm I'm close to like I enjoyed my time with that thoroughly, and knowing that in the future we would be able to play across platforms together, hypothetically, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know maybe we need to have a seance or something to to sort of synchronize our gaming chi or something. I don't know, but good assortment of modes, you know, your team deathmatch, your your kill confirms, things like that. I didn't mind the uh, the hard flag. point as well. Yeah, the capture, yeah. like the oh, sorry, control. Yeah, so capture the flag. Yeah, control. Yeah, the three zones. Man, what um, happened to capture the flag modes? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. No one, <sighs> no one wants to worry about running a thing back to their base anymore. It seems. Yeah. Yeah, but I really liked it. Really liked it. And the one thing I liked too is the um, the kill streaks uh just happening throughout the game, like in previous cods, and it's another one. Like I've been off the wagon for a little while, so I don't know if this is just the new meta where. Your scores carry after you're dead. Usually the other ones, you know, you have to get 10 in a row to, to bring in X, Y thing. Mm. But now it's just progressive scoring through the match. So you can get to those ultimate kill streaks near the end. Got it. Um, I really like that too, because it rewards you for 
being aggressive and not worrying about if you do die, like you're sure you drop some points and stuff, but it works for everybody that way. So yeah, yeah, I'm keen, keen mm. as a bean. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I've been playing something else too, but I see you've got one on the list there that I'd love to talk about as well. All right. Yes. So um, this game has been recommended to me for quite some time. Um, I had played the most recent iteration of this game and it seems like I should have been actually spending my time on this one, uh, which is Yakuza Zero. Um, it's actually part of Game Pass. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it seemed like, you know, a good time to gamble on a game that people recommended to me. Um, oh my God, this game is amazing. Yakuza Japan set in like the 80s. It's like the style of this game is just so bloody awesome. The music is fantastic. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've obviously been sleeping on it because I have already like thrown in a chunk of hours into this game and I'm loving it. And I'm playing it on a console too. So Hell know. yeah, yeah. Well, it came out, what, five years ago, I think? I feel, yeah. It's like, been out a good long while. There's a good chunk of it where I kind of go, oh, yeah, this was released some time ago. But then there's, like, parts where I could be convinced that this is a recent, like, you know, could fit in the fold of recent releases and still be fine. Um, the only, like, negative is, and I think it's pretty pretty known now between our listeners, that I'm not very story-driven person. And the Yakuza games are very, like, heavy story-focused. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate, like, especially someone who does enjoy story, you will love this because it's a very mm -hmm. detailed story. It's very in-depth. There's great voice acting um, with subtitles. Um, and, like, I could see where that could be really enjoyed and you would really get your value for money out of that. But for me, I'm your side quest girl. And by golly, are there so many side quests. I fucking love it. It's so There's just good. so many random things you can do. Oh, you know what happens? So, like, you have to obviously go through a good chunk of, like, the first chapter before everything opens for you. And then the second that happened, I, like, helped a guy because his girlfriend was selling panties. And then I went and helped a child who got mugged. And then I went and sung karaoke. And then I did some disco. And then I went to the, like, batting cages and like this, like, oh, I love it because I've forgotten the main story. <laughs> I'm like, Suya, I'm like going off and doing all these things. I'm drinking in bars for no reason. Um, and who I'm needs just, a reason, right? Who needs a reason? And oh, there's like one whiskey bar that I went into or like, and you go in there and when you click on the drink, they actually show you like the real actual whiskey and give you like details about the whiskey. Oh, damn. Yeah, like really detailed stuff. And I'm like, this is actually pretty good if a person was like, you know, really into whiskey. I am. And Japanese whiskey is some of the best in the world. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I bought one where it says it's like one of the most highly regarded whiskeys out there. So I'm like, oh. was it like a Hibiki or a Yamazaki? Oh, I really wish I was paying attention to the name. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's too busy just like rolling in the dough and just buying whatever's the most expensive stuff. Because um, before I unlocked everything in the game, I just noticed that you could forget the story and just keep walking around and starting fights. Well, actually, yeah, I guess I was starting fights. It's a mutual thing. Both the people, like, you walk up, you'll be walking around the street and some ruffians or some hooligans or whatever will be like, hey, you and then like i realized i'm like oh all i've got to do is look for a group of three people so i just kept on running around the street going you want to fight <laughs> just started fighting just people. throwing down with everybody <laughs> and it benefited me because soon after that there was like a boss level and i was like i got this down like i know yeah. how to fucking fight i'm rolling in cash and um like <laughs> to level up your fighting ability you need a lot of money so lucky for me I beat the shit out of a lot of unsuspecting people. Yeah. Got, got their money. Cash, got yeah. them levels up. And then got better at fighting people. So win, 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 win. I love this is like, sometimes your character has these like moments of like morality of like, you know, you can't do that to people. You can't be this kind of person. You can't, you know, like, but then I'm out there in the street, like absolutely curb stomping people. Like, like you can't. <laughs> You can't. Like, you don't know me. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you can't do that to people. People can't be treated that way. Oh, yeah, you want to fight me? You know, absolutely That's send it. you into a wheelchair. 
I'm like, part of the Tojo clan, sucker. Oh, man. Respect my name. Yakuza 0 is a wild ride, but it is so much fun. And I know that I'm only at the surface of this game. I have yet to go to the host, like the hostess clubs. Um, Ian from OK Beast has been streaming pretty much strictly that on his Twitch um, channel. And I love it. You get to dress up, like dress up the host girls, give them hair do's and everything like that. And then you start like helping them with their customers and everything. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm about. Sign me up. (laughs) uh, I'm surprised it's taken that long to get to that part though. Like I thought you would have been in it the second it opened up. Oh, I've been looking. I had to ask Ian. I'm like, hey, how how far into the game do you? He's like chapter seven. I'm like, I'm only at chapter two. (laughs) Damn. All right. You got a ways to go. Yeah. But I mean, there's karaoke to be sung. There's disco dances to be done. A lot of drinks to be bought. There's to be beaten. (laughs) just innocent bystanders yeah but oh man it's it's wild and i love it um anyone if you haven't played yakuza zero like it's it's a it's a really fun alternative of gta i can say that that's a good way to describe it yeah Mm, it's I've, i've only played a smidgen of it i bought it on the playstation 4 way back when didn't play it on there and actually installed it on game pass and played it a little bit on there too but it's something I'd love to go back to. I've got um, Yakuza Like a Dragon pre-ordered for next gen, yeah. which looks even more bananas. So, yeah, I played Yakuza 6, I believe, was the last one that was released um, because yeah, it looked good. And, like, I think I've kind of screwed myself a little bit on the story, but that whatever. But, like, seeing, like, playing 6 and then seeing the exact same region, like, in present day and now playing Yakuza 0 and playing it in the 80s. I'm like, this yeah. is so cool. The attention to detail and like the fact that I was playing a game I hadn't played, but I was on a map I was already kind of familiar with. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's there's so much care in that franchise. Like so many little nothings that just have such finite detail. Like yeah. everything, everything is there for a reason in that game, even if it is a silly, dumb reason. Like it's there you can usually interact with it or have some fun with it or beat it up or, you know, it's so cool that, that universe. And I'm excited to play uh, like a dragon, but it's weird because they've gone to like turn-based combat with like yeah. a dragon, yeah, which right. is one thing I'm sort of like, Ooh, do I want that? But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> There's we'll a person see in a couple that loves aimlessly being the shit out of people. You don't want turn-based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, keeping with the, the Japanese theme, um, I started playing... This past week, obviously, free free download for anyone that owns Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima Legends came out, which is the uh, the multiplayer expansion where there is, I think there's 10 chapters, 10 story chapter, chapters that which you can play with one other person. And then there's like a, you could just call it a horde mode, like a, a 15 or 20 wave series of enemies on a host of levels that you can do with uh, up to four players. Mm-hmm. And you've got four separate classes, uh, which all play differently, all have different utility and they synergize really well. Uh, so yeah, I started playing that with with Benny, Jono, and Jared this past week. And, and funnily enough, we've all ended up taking. Well, I was last to the last to the race, so I got stuck playing as the Ronin, which is all right. You know, he's a uh, he's more of a like a healer support player. Like he's got a revive and, and some healing abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing as him. Uh, Benny's the archer. Jared's been playing as like the assassin, and then Jono is just your standard samurai, you know, token warrior type. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. Like um, for a free expansion, there's a lot of depth to it. Like you, you've got your your leveling, your mainline sort of skill trees for all your characters. Then you've got uh, a host of gear. So you, as you level up, you can acquire new swords, new uh, ghost abilities and, and trinkets and things like that. You've got smoke grenades, cow traps, uh, archers, like if you're a bow and arrow if you want, or you can be throwing uh, grenades as, as your primary long range weapon. Um, it's really, really fun and just a little spin on it and sort of more focusing on the the supernatural side of Japanese sort of samurai culture, mm-hmm. like going down the, the Oni route and talking about demons and spirits and ghosts and just the changing of the world as well. Like, uh, you know, the, the dynamics, like the Mongols you fight are sort of like a cursed Mongol where they're sort of faceless and a bit, little bit uh, monstrous. Oh. Um, so it's a really cool spin from the mainline, more serious uh, experience you get playing as Jin Sakai in, in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and then they've confirmed that the raid comes out, I think, in a week. 
So that's you and three other people taking down this raid, but you need to get your get your overall gear score to 100 as the minimum recommendation. Uh, I think I'm at 60 something. Benny and Jared and Jono are around the same or, or higher. So a little bit more grinding this week because uh, mm-hmm. it is once once you finish those mainline story missions and then the the sort of the the four player sort of uh, horde mode, um, it's just same 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 just to level up to level up and get your gear score better and things. But it's great like for something that doesn't cost you nothing like a sucker punch and PlayStation for for bringing this out. It's it's been a godsend. Like it's so great, so well done. The soundtrack is awesome. The uh, the sort of commentary you get over the game uh, mm-hmm. is phenomenal as well. Like I could just sit and listen to this guy talk about anything the entire time. Um, but yeah, just like feudal Japan, mysticism, spirituality, uh, spirituality, samurai, viscera, demons. Mm, hell yeah! So uh, I'll be playing a bit more of that too. I definitely like. I I watched a few streams that I like. I still haven't played because it's Shima, so I'm only going off secondhand information here. I want to know why a good chunk of people that I saw playing, why were they wearing like a mask and just like a diaper thing? Yeah. So so um, your your garb, whichever four of the classes you play, there's no armor buffs or perks for that it's strictly aesthetic so in the mainline game uh you can get a heap of random costumes uh playing through the the core story is gin and a lot of those when you do certain things in the game you know visit all the all the wash houses visit all the uh you know go to all the shrines find all these things find all that that will open up certain um costumes for uh, one of the four um one of the four classes in Legends, so that would have been someone unlock some stuff in the main line to be able to wear Got their you. little their little washcloth. I haven't unlocked that. Uh, I think Jono and maybe Benny and Jared have, but I didn't really go trophy hunting in it. I just finished the mainline game. And I'm like, yep, right. I'm done. Cool, loved it. So, and that's one thing that was a little frustrating though is there's certain costumes that you can't unlock no matter what you do in Legends. You have to go back to the mainline game and. I lock it there. Do fetch quests and things like that. So that was like, mm. I'm like, I understand it, but it frustrates me because I just want to wear that mask and I can't unless I go back and play the main game again. Did it, like, was it any kind of hindrance it's based on what you were saying earlier about like kind of like class locks? Like you can't double up certain, like, I guess, classes in a group of four? Oh, so you can. Oh, so you we, can? we could we could run four Ronin or, or four of like the assassin class and things, but... You'd, you'd get stomped like oh, there's really? for the for the for those horde modes the name the mainline name of that mode escapes me so sorry i know there's probably people listening going it's this you dickhead i'll just call it horde mode there's like bronze silver gold and then there's like a nightmare difficulty oh. and like when you get even to silver you need classes that are going to synergize like if you just had four four of just the mainline um mainline samurai four archers you'd get cut down really quick so you need someone that can uh you know bring heals and revives to the party or uh do mad aoe damage or, or you know have some of the, the the cloaking abilities so yeah you could roll it and there's probably some trophies in the back of it if you do just play all as one particular uh particular class but it's in your best interest to mix it up and that's why i'm like i'll, I'll I'll take one for the team. I'll play as a healer. I don't usually do that, but I'll, I'll play as a healer. I'm enjoying it. Like you mm-hmm. can still do some damage and do some pretty cool stuff, but yeah, it's good fun and it's free. Well, free if you bought Ghost of Tsushima. You can't just download <laughs> this on, on its own standalone. You need to own the mainline game to get the, the multiplayer. Mm. Uh, like I do appreciate any like game that provides free content and actually free quality content that you know doesn't just feel like the same kind of thing over and over again. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what we've been playing. I guess a uh, quick little bit of housekeeping. Obviously, 8bit.net, your main central hub. If you want something more directive with all the links to all the hotness, uh, 8bitnation.net, that'll get you to patreon.com forward slash we are 8bit as well as our Discord, Facebook, and uh, any any sort of current giveaways we're running. I went in and checking that out. Shop 8bit.net is our central web store. You can get the best video game merchandise in the world. T-shirts, hoodies, caps, you name it. It is all there. We're done checking that out. Obviously, audiotechnica.com for the best in audio-based equipment. You want some headphones, want microphones, gaming turntables, headsets, 
in-ear headphones, over-ear, Bluetooth, noise cancelling. It is all there. So whether you're just an audiophile looking for some streetwear or if you want to get into content creation, audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au is the place to go. Last but certainly not least, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts on the hashtag 8 Collective on those podcast players, preferably Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you can, because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. It means an awful lot, costs you nothing, takes no time. And yeah, would be phenomenal if you could do that if you haven't already. But let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. And the quick bit of news, I feel silly now just talking about the raid uh, and not remembering the date. And if I just scrolled half a page down to the headlines, I would have seen that we actually referenced the Ghost of Shishima Legends raid in there. And it's going to be dropping on October the 30th. So I was correct that it was going to be the end of October. So I wasn't completely aloof. But uh, yeah, they mentioned the requirements for players to meet in order to take part in the Tale of Io, which is the, uh, the raid. So, um, yeah, what you need to do, um, it's divided. The raid is divided into three chapters and requires a full team of four ghosts. And they recommend excellent coordination and communication. The Tale of IO Raid will not support matchmaking as well. So uh, you need to have a fully populated party. You can't just do oh. random matchmaking and bring Johnny Random in. You need four players with you. And uh, as I mentioned, you need to get everyone's gear score. Uh, so the key level at 100 at a maximum or an absolute minimum. So 100 is the baseline that you want to get to to be able to test your medal uh, with the raid because the tale of IO is going to be serious, serious business. Like just knowing some of the, the story missions and, and the survival missions that I've played uh, this past week on Silver. Like Benny and I did some of the story missions last night on Silver and holy guacamole, some of those are tough. So thinking what it's going to be in the raid is going to be some serious business. But if you do do it, you're going to get some pretty shit hot gear. Uh, so yeah, the Tale of Io raid dropping on October the 30th. But get that gear key level to 100. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Following on on the Ghost of Shima discussion, uh, a narrative writer job listing for Sucker Punch, which uh, has been doing the rounds this past week, may hint that a new sequel or experience may be in the works for the Ghost of Tsushima franchise. Uh, the requirements on this particular narrative writer position specifically ask for, in quotes, a desire to write stories set in feudal Japan. Hmm. Considering Ghost of Tsushima takes place during that time period in 1274 to be exact, this could indicate Sucker Punch isn't quite ready to leave this new PlayStation exclusives world quite yet. So Ghost of Tsushima 2 on the horizon. Maybe. I'm excited though. Yeah, I know that there was a bit of um, confliction based on like maybe getting some information wrong in regards to Ghost of Tsushima, but um, I mean, it would make sense they would be making a follow-up to this. Like, it was a successful title, it was very well-received, so I mean, we were all kind of expecting it. It's just nice to get this little like slither of like, we're thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're working on things. Yeah. Um, it's It's happening. Uh, just uh, play some legends. Just tide yourself over with some multiplayer until uh, until two's ready to hit the market in two to three years. Three years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, excuse me. The next bit of news. Ubisoft has announced it's combining its long-running Uplay and the Ubisoft Club services into one free Uber service called Ubisoft Connect, which will support cross-play and cross-progression for a raft of upcoming games. Ubisoft Connect, which the publisher describes as an ecosystem of players' services for Ubisoft games across all platforms, will launch alongside Watch Dogs Legions on uh, Watch Dogs Legion on the 29th of October, and offers a combination of loyalty scheme and community features. Similar to the current Ubisoft Club, Connect will enable players to earn various level uh, various rewards as they work their way through their purchase games. It's very simple, explains the publisher on its FAQ. Your Ubisoft account has a level which can increase by competing uh, by completing challenges and earning Ubisoft Connect experience. The more you play, the more you earn XP and level up. Players will earn units with each new level re- uh, reached. There's no upper level limit and can spend these to unlock unique rewards in their Ubisoft Connect games, including weapon skins, costumes, and consumables. All live games and new releases will support this loyalty scheme. However, rather than adapting the challenge system used by its back catalog titles, Ubisoft has elected to give all rewards totaling more than a thousand from the previous games to all players. So uh, that's pretty cool. Hmm. The big addition 
comes in the form of support for cross-play between PC and consoles, as well as cross-progression, enabling players to resume their saves on other platforms. Ubisoft says the goal is to support cross-play for most of its multiplayer-enabled games, while cross-progression should work with its newest releases, including Hyperscape, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and Riders Republic. Ubisoft Connect will be accessible through PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Switch, Stadia, iOS, Android, and web later this month. So uh, this is kind of cool. Hmm. After us. Ubisoft um, doing some pro-consumer things. Yeah. It's just funny us talking about our experience of having to, you know, in order to play our um, Call of Duty game on our respective devices, we had to create our Activision account to then be able to access our friends list and be able to, you know, team up. So seems like having this Ubisoft account is going to be the same kind of thing. Um, in saying that, we all have been like, like praying for this, you know, cross-play in gaming. We feel like we're at a year, <laughs> year now or you know, where we should be kind of expecting it. It should be a little bit mm -hmm. more common ground. And we are, we are seeing it slowly, you know, be developed into a lot of our popular games but i don't know sometimes like i know there was like a level of frustration and i know like you know real world problems right but having to constantly remember my accounts and then like always having to like have that extra step into playing a game like and then if you got 2fa over the top of it oh yeah <laughs> yeah like knowing that you've had some accounts set up 10, 15 years ago on an old burner email or something you don't use anymore and mm. then you've got other ones on your new current email, different character name, like password conventions, 2FA. Like, I know they're all minor grievances, but it can be a major pain in the ass when mm. you just want to play a game sometimes. But, yeah, you know, it's it's cool to see. Um, uh, the cross-play is awesome, but also even just the cross-progression I think is great. So for yeah. any single-player games, been able to drop in and drop out on on your platform of choice uh, at any given moment i think that's cool so so well done for ubisoft for getting on board with this and we don't have to wait too long it's out in five days time at time of recording so hmm. i think that's pretty bloody cool yeah the next uh the next little banger google has distanced itself from a key individual in a stadia games business following backlash against his views on streamers expressed via twitter alex hutchinson creative director of stadia games and entertainment's montreal studio formerly known as Typhoon Studios, commented on Twitch's recent clampdown on videos using copyrighted music, suggesting that streaming gameplay is a similar violation. <laughs> he wrote, Streamers worried about getting their con uh, content pulled because they use music they don't, didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well, he wrote. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use, end quote. Alex Hutchinson, what were you smoking this day when you decided to go on this, this rant on Twitter? Like, my goodness. And the fact that he works in games for a gaming a service that streams games. He also had worked on a lot of major titles, like AAA titles from um, Ubisoft. He used to work with Ubisoft <sighs> and then he went off and did, you know, his own studio here, Typhoon. And then um, Stadia, like Google Stadia, took on the studio to be part of like the whole Stadia studio kind of thing. And then this guy just runs his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and God. The, the thing was is that also on his page on his twitter page he wrote that he was a creative he was creative director of stadia google stadia like it was a wording thing so a lot of people mm. are like stadia what are you doing and like yeah it had to be kind of hashed out well no he's a like a studio creative whatever but um yeah like it seems like google straight away like whatever he said we're not about it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Words and opinions are his own. Yeah. Like my God, like, like, I, like, dissecting it a little bit, I can understand if maybe the game was given to the streamer, if that's what he's implying. Like, I can't work out any kind of logic outside of that or them like getting a copy illegally. Like, if you buy a game, you know, you can play that game, and streaming that game does not cross any type of uh, ACCC laws like 
you, you've got ownership of that. It's no different to, you know, if you're driving your car and, and you're playing playing a song on Spotify and your window's down and someone else hears it, that doesn't mean now you need to pay Spotify a licensing issue because you're distributing it. Like, that's the nature of the beast we're, we're living in. And um, <laughs> as long as you own these games and, and technologies through legal legal avenues, then it's it's yours. Like, yeah. Like, you're right to do as you will unless you are you know illegally distributing it then that's a whole different thing but oh yeah like what's he talking you, about here like i'm trying to figure what his angle is here like i like i i don't know at what part he's kind of skipped the like understanding of like the benefit um gaming studios get from streamers like we have witnessed especially this year the power of like popularity of a game based on you know streaming among us is probably the best example of the mm-hmm. power of popularity and streaming where one small group of big streamers decided to play this game from years ago and now it's the it game it's the hottest game it's you know and it's because people streamed it it's because people played it and people streamed it so like <laughs> I, I, I he was trying to like latch onto something in regards to copyrighted music and then, like, I guess he was just suggesting that gameplay, I guess, kind of like a movie, maybe. It's like once you make the purchase, it should be for your viewing only. And then by allowing others to view it, it's kind of illegal, yeah, like, maybe? Like, it's a deep pull. <laughs> like, it's it's a stretch because I could understand if all those viewers were playing it or like you you shared that game and let 10, 20, 50, 100,000, whatever amount of people play the game. But if they're just mm. watching you play the game, yeah, he's got no leg to stand on as far as that's a copyright issue because you're not allowing everybody access to the game. They're able to watch along and, and see what you're doing, yeah. But it just seems like he was just having a bad day and went, you know what, I'm going to get on this and gets on the rant. And it's just really strange to me because you'd think that Stadia... They've got Stadia devices out in the wild, which they gave to content creators to promote. Uh, you know, that's fine. But apparently playing a game on maybe that device is not fine. Mm. <laughs> like it's just, he just seems to have no real idea of where he's going with it. And yeah, it's just funny that Google like, whoa, buddy, we're uh, we're taking a step back. Good luck out there on that hill you're dying on. Um, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. Yeah. You dumbass. Um, there's dumbass. also apparently a um article as well about this gentleman, and it's also a very controversial article about his opinions. So this, oh, okay. for some people, they're saying that this isn't really out of this the norm. This is just Alex Hutchinson doing <laughs> yeah. Alex Hutchinson things. Pretty much. Well, it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting if he stays at Stadia for a while, like, or if things like this is going to be the first of kicking him out of that role as creative director. Or whatever they, he defines himself mm. on the uh, on the Twitters. Uh, but the last bit of news wanted to bring to the table: Smash Brothers patches out Minecraft Steve's meat. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a second. Don't let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft Steve's introduction to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was met with much fanfare, and it wasn't entirely because of his unprecedented inclusion into the party fighting game. Fans soon discovered that Steven's end-of-match windscreen had him holding a piece of meat, which, if paused at exactly the right moment, seemed like a not-safe-for-work pose. So they've patched out uh, that meat penis. Uh, It is gone. Uh, I love that it made it into the game, and I love that it didn't take long for gamers to find it and then turn it into some kind of naughty, suggestive content. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Nicely done, Steve. Nicely done, Nintendo. It's so funny. Nicely done, Mojang. <laughs> like, you feel like maybe, like, with these kind of, like, like, anytime a game gets created, maybe, like, anytime, like, things are put into a game, there has to be at least one group of people that watch something and go, ooh, like, I know my mind's in the gutter, but the internet's worse, so maybe we shouldn't do that. Like, you know, yeah. like... 
Maybe these studios need like a smut division and oh, they, like a, the beta testers and they just go up. through and like pause frame by frame to find any sign any suggestive poses. me up. I <laughs> can clear your game. I will find any possible element of inappropriateness in anything. So <laughs> I got you. Imagine on your business card. I got you covered. Smut. Smut detective. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put that on my Twitter profile. Um <laughs> But now, now that they've patched it, it's really awkward. He quickly eats the meat now, and then he just stands there. <laughs> that's, that's even <laughs> weirder to me. Just stands there with his dead stare, like into nothingness. So after he ate his dick meat, like <laughs> it's just like that's forever going to be attached now, like because of them making a hullabaloo and patching it out. That's what it's going to be attached to now, like Steve eating his dick meat and then just standing there awkwardly, like oh. Dharma style or something. I don't know. Should have just kept it there. It's what's, you know, what's natural, what's pure. You yeah. Know? That's wrong with a pixelated peen. Exactly. It's not hurting anybody. No. Oh, I guess you can you use a piece of meat as a weapon in it. Maybe it does hurt. Oh, I don't no, know. I think it regenerates his health, but I think that oh, okay. is <laughs> something to investigate on another day. Yeah. Goodness gracious, we are we are out in the weeds right now. Someone call the smut detective. Come find us. <laughs> oh man, imagine if your name was like Dick Tracy. Oh my god, Dick Tracy, smut detective. detective. Perfect. Mm. My goodness. All right, so uh, I think that's a perfect segue into our uh, partners over at Manscaped. Uh, they know much about man meat, and uh, episode two one six of the Hungry Gamers is brought to you by our partners over at Manscaped. And we're here to remind you keeping your D-pad clean and leveling up your game with the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming starts over at manscaped.com. So listen up, fellow gamers. If you want to maximize your joystick, start taking notes. As I take you a little bit behind the curtain, you know, I think we're going to riff a little bit here. Mm. Uh, you know, hygiene is key. I think we can both agree with that. 100%. You, know, you want to... Want to keep your bits clean, whether you're male, female, anything else in between. You want to you want to be clean. You want to be presentable, and Manscaped is certainly going to do that for you with the lawnmower 3.0. Like I, uh, I'm back out in the uh, in the dating pool again. Well, not really in the dating pool, but I'm a free agent, you could say. And and you know, I don't want my first experience with the new potential suitor to be uh, one of one of nightmares. I don't want uh, the trousers to drop. The jaws to drop because uh, I'm rocking a bush from the 70s or I want to keep things clean. I want to keep it tight. I want to keep it uh, neat and presentable. So exactly. uh, I'm excited to get my Manscaped gear out and get that lawnmower 3.0, that ceramic edge blade. So I'm not going not gonna to cut myself because it's got advanced skin safe technology. But uh, I think it's just part of your routine. You need to normalize this type of stuff, right? Exactly right. Like, especially, you know, when it comes to dating, everything like that. Like with you, Brandon, you don't want the guys and girls or whoever you're into to be mistaken on why you're referred to as a boy from the bush. Amen. Just for my country roots, not for my... Uh, roots my... down below. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. Like, speaking from a woman's side... Us ladies, we do a lot to prepare ourselves. We cut our hair, we wax everywhere. You know, we do a lot to keep ourselves looking nice, looking good for you gentlemen. So how about you do just a little, little something to show her you're thinking of them, you know? Like I said, show her your care, trim that hair. Oh, that is that is beautiful. And see, that wasn't even written. That was just freestyled right from the heart. Like, I love that we've got two sides of the personal hygiene coin here. Like we've got the the male who these Manscaped products are certainly targeted towards. Then we've got a female that would uh, be dealing with uh, an advocate or a user or maybe a non-user of these products. So, exactly. you know, they could have the, the story from heaven or the story from hell, depending on which way you go. So uh, yeah, uh, manscaped.com is certainly the way to go. Yeah, you know, what we can do is line you guys up with the Perfect Package 3.0 kit it comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls. This is a total game changer. Can confirm, been rocking the Crop Preserver this past week. And my goodness, I've never felt and smelled better. So uh, why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, listeners? Why not? You're doing your armpits. You want to do your uh, your undercarriage as well. You want to be smelling nice. You want to be looking nice. 
But outside of that, what else comes in the 3.0 kit, Miss Hart? Well, you also get a crop reviver, which is a ball toner. Oh, nice. Allows you to level up your balls with a spray-on ball toner and a refresher made to give you a little pep in your step. The perfect package also comes with a travel bag, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chaving boxes you have ever worn. And they're super soft too. I've already got my hands on them. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Uh, I'll let you know now, girls can wear boys' underwear, okay? I don't have balls, That's but true. I can definitely wear men's underwear if I want to. That's true. I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, a girl in, in boy leg. Uh, I think they're called, isn't it boy leg or is it just boys' That's correct. Briefs? No, boy leg underwear. My goodness gracious. Yeah, that is that is a story for another day. But yeah, if you uh, want to head on over to manscaped.com, you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code 8bit. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. So let's get into new releases and events. We've got a good smattering of releases uh, this coming week. I think the two big ones that we could probably all agree on, uh, one releases on October the 29th, the next one on October the 30th, uh, Watch Dogs Legion on Mm. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia and PC. That has really come up quick. Really, really come up quick. But, uh, Has it though? But remember the delays <laughs> because there's like there's a lot of skip and jump. Remember with what watchdogs? Yeah, that's true. So like that's true. I, yeah, I think this is the way that they can kind of trick us a little bit into thinking that maybe things have released quick by <laughs> delaying them, us forgetting about them, and then being like, oh, it's already here. It's it. Thanks, Ubisoft. But uh, the <laughs> other one, this this next one that I am extremely excited to play is the next addition to the dark pictures anthology this little hope coming out on playstation 4 xbox one and the pc on october 30 this is another one that snuck up coming out just before halloween perfect i think we need to get a copy of this each so we can play it because it supports remote player by playstation 4 so let's get it on little hope dark pictures anthology oh wow hang on so the dark pictures anthology what was the previous game the... Uh, Man of Medan. Okay. I th- you know what? Like, just giving a massive shout out to that. That's a good distance between game releases. I think that's a yeah, good time. Yeah, have been maybe, is, was it 12 months? It feels like it came out about this time about last year. a year, roughly, because it seems like what they do is they release a little snippet for people to see, and then they release the full game. So Yeah, and um, for anyone that hasn't played Man of Medan, it is also available on Xbox Game Pass. So uh, if you want to want to dip a toe this week before you get into a little hope, you got some time. But I uh, October the thirtieth. Mm. Also, to all like my the same like fans out there, such as myself, of Pikmin Three Deluxe on Switch. I've missed Pikmin so much. I love that game so much. So Pikmin Three Deluxe on the Switch on uh, October thirtieth. Okay, I've got zero skin in the Pikmin game, so I'm just going to say I'm happy for y'all. I'm not picking it up. That's not a shot for the game. It's just so far off my radar, it's not funny. But uh, yeah, Pikmin 3 on Switch. Give it a look. Tweet of the week. Alrighty, this tweet comes by IGN, and it says, US Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, aka AOC, streamed Among Us on Twitch to over 430,000 viewers in an effort to encourage voting in the upcoming election. And uh, furthermore, grabbed a tweet from at Slasher, uh, which is Rod Breslau. And uh, he's saying the stream year has peaked at around 439,000 viewers, making it the third highest individual stream by viewership in Twitch history, only behind the Ninja Drake collaboration, which was 628,000, and Shroud's Return, which was 500,000. The newest streaming superstar has arrived. <laughs> My goodness, like, I don't know if this was planned for a while. Like, I don't remember seeing any of this on the on the Twitters or the socials until she was streaming, but it just blew up. Everyone was on there checking it out, watching it play Among Us. What did you think? Did you check some of it out? So I think she did kind of announce something maybe the week of. I do recall there maybe was a bit of chatter. Um, I did. I watched the start of the stream because um, I forgot that it was going to happen. And luckily Joey Noel from kind of funny did a post about it. I'm like, Oh shit, I've got to watch this. And I can't believe just absolutely how charming, how switched on she was like, just 
it's once again, like we talk about with celebrities and streamers, this weird veil that we put on them of them almost not being like human, like them just being completely different from us. And then seeing that removed and just seeing her so like adorably play this game and, you know, accuse people of lying. Like her first round, she was imposter. And it was the cutest thing of her not understanding, mm. like her trying to figure everything out. But hey, you know what? There are people who have been playing PC games who have been streaming for years, and yet the AOC knew how to mute her mic. Just saying, guys. Yeah. It ain't that yeah, freaking hard. Yeah, learn a thing or two from AOC. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it ain't that hard. But it's great. I do recommend people to like watch it back and just seeing her interact with all these big streamers. It was like Pokimane, um, uh, Toast. Um, oh, what, what was that guy with the deep voice? Corpse husband corpse he's like the latest in streaming he's got this super deep voice but just seeing that interaction was great and you know what everyone was really good it was just like it was a lot of fun um and i think that it was a really good way especially with government and the current climate and everything to show that you know that there's personable people out there there's they're, they're trying to reach out this is the next generation of voters these are the next people who will be making choices you know of the future so just having someone out there that's saying like connecting you know kind of like showing we understand exactly you know the environment that you're in online streaming online gaming and just you know being really personable and i think that's really important because when you have the leaders in this country and in other respective countries being the arrogant disconnected dickheads that they are it's kind of refreshing to see someone that's a little bit more connected yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like, um, I guess it's a nice contrast from uh, the other big sort of political discussions <laughs> this week with the two old fossils up there going at it with their debate and mm-hmm. whatever else. So you've got two guys that are not long for this earth uh, fighting for the presidency and then you've got this this young woman, this powerhouse who, yeah, is is connected and embedded with, with the, the younger culture and the future. So I think that's certainly shines a positive light on as you said like there is hope like there is good people out there good young fresh-minded people that will be able to lead not only america but other countries uh, yeah. you know have similar similar types of inspirational people out there that are doing great things that and that will probably ultimately get a shot at the at the lead title you know the president or the prime minister or whatever subsequent ruler adjective you want to throw there mm-hmm. like I, I feel she's like she's already doing great things don't she really get me wrong is. but yeah I feel like her trajectory is just like, I think she's going to be up there as far as in these presidential candidacies sooner rather than later. And um, I think it would be great if, if you know, your country over there, uh, even though you're still, you're still an Aussie gal, you know, you're citizen over there too. But um, I think, yeah, people like her, it's, it's a really big beacon of hope contrasting to trump and all his bullshit you know he's he's immune to corona now was the thing i saw on the debate the other day i'm like oh my god i'm trying to it's bad but i'm trying to switch off to most of the bullshit anyway but it was really good um watching the stream watching her um just like seeing how she acts and i think it was really clever how she the reason why she did this stream she didn't just do it for shits and giggles she actually did it as an awareness to vote which is really great because among us is about voting so I thought that was it very was very clever. smart, very cleverly put together, and and as like you know, having four hundred thousand odd people checking this out, and then people watching the vods, and then obviously this is the subsequent social sharing, like the amount of awareness, and hopefully the amount of people that are inspired to get off their backside to go vote and make a positive change. I think things like this is great, and it's you know American power and American politics used the right way, contrasting to like the bullshit you see with the military on stream and stuff like that. Oh, Lordy, don't get me started. It it is night and day. So uh, no doubt we're going to see more of this because they want to try and capture that next generation of voters. They want to try and get instilled with young, fresh minds that are are pretty open to change. So uh, power to, to AOC and her team that put this together. And yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of this in the future. Yeah, it's good. It's I'm very um it's very uh it makes me feel a bit better that we do have positive female and just generally young role models for, you know, the future generations to aspire to be and showing that age can be just a number if you work your butt off and you can get yourself there and if you believe in something 
you know, strong enough, you can lead the charge on bettering the future for everyone. Couldn't have said it better. I agree 1 million percent. I think that's probably a nice jumping off point to uh, to close off episode 216. Mm. Is there anything else you want to say before we, we close the studio down for another week, Miss Hart? Well, it's going to be Halloween next week, Brendan. Oh, yeah. Spooky times. Have you got your costume sorted? Uh, by costume, you mean just, you know, my <laughs> sweater and baggy clothes <laughs> and probably anything that can catch all the, you know, food that probably falls off my face. Yeah, yeah. I got my costume set. Token You're not alley. Going out partying or trick-or-treating? Well, I know it's a big American pastime. Well, it's a big American pastime, but thanks to the old uh, un- unmentionable disease that's going around, the COVID. The, uh, I thought you were going to say syphilis. I mean, that's probably going around too, but hey, you party Always. how you party. Yee-hee. But uh, trick-or-treating is uh, not condoned this year. They are Oh, really? They strongly, strongly uh, word against it. So, yeah, they, they don't want people trick-or-treating. The decorations in my neighborhood aren't so great this year. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to maybe slightly cancel Halloween this year. But that's okay. Halloween starts at home. So load up the movies. What do you reckon? Amen. Amen. I am I'm all about that. And I think uh I think next week, episode two one seven, we're gonna do a bit of a, a spooky Halloween focused episode. So we're not gonna be doing the regular news unless we find some some horrific news that might uh pop up this coming week. We're gonna be talking about <laughs> our favorite games, our favorite movies. <laughs> so uh yeah we'll, we'll chuck some stuff up on the socials this week but uh if you want to get ahead of that obviously drop us an email send us a direct message uh let us know your favorite games films television shows and anything spooky and scary and then uh, let us know why that is your favorite or your best or your guilty pleasures uh around this this halloween season so uh let us know we'll, we'll unpack it all next week uh, excuse me sprite burps spooky <laughs> spooky burp. but yeah episode 217 will be a spooky centric episode but uh yeah this has been episode 216 i think that's uh probably enough for now mm-hmm. let's uh get on out of here maybe uh fantasize about more cod black ops but until next week happy nation much love and stay hungry You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. And stay spooky. Scary adult things. Heartburn. (laughs) Gastro.